Welcome back. That's insane. That's insane. Locker Room Ladies Season 3. Let's get after it. Let's get after it. We have big things coming in 2023. My name's Maddie. My name's Charlotte Payne. This is Locker Room Ladies. Go Canes. Welcome back to Locker Room Ladies. Thank you so much for joining us on this July 27th, 2023. I'm Charlotte Payne. I'm Maddie, and I have one question for you, Charlotte. Yes? Have you seen Barbie yet? I was going to ask. <laughs> Were you really? I was going to ask, are we Barbie or are we Oppenheimer? Because this is the national debate. I'm both. I'm seeing both on Saturday. I'm so really? excited. Yes. I am freaked out at movie theaters. I don't know if I've said this on the podcast, but I don't like going to the movies. It freaks me out. I don't like being in there with all these people who I don't know. We're all watching the movie together. I think I've said this off the podcast to Maddie. Was this an always thing or just a post-COVID thing? No, it was really a post – no, not COVID, but before COVID – but I just don't like being in there. I, I, like anybody could be in there. There could be bad people at the movies. You know, like, I just, it freaks me out. I don't like it. They don't metal detector us. And I just don't like the movies. Rare things rarely happen, as my mother would say. But I just don't need to be involved in the movie theater. That's bad. <laughs> I would love to see both Barbie and Oppenheimer. Preferably Barbie. But I will do it when it comes to my television that I can watch. Oh, no the way. Show. Okay, yeah. so I'm actually, I've been... I just saw Mission Impossible in 4D, and I don't know if you've Ooh, ever seen it. Ooh, 4D? Yes. It's like Disney World where they have the smells. Yes. Really? Yes, they have smoke. They have water that shoots at you. Your chair moves. It's kind of crazy. I saw it at 10.50 at night on last Thursday, and it was super late, but you literally cannot fall asleep because your chair is moving. There were car chases, and I was like, I feel like I need a seatbelt. This is wild, but I loved it. It was wow. super fun. And I also knew nothing about Mission Impossible going into that movie, which is wild. So it was, and it was great. Awesome. I would actually do that because that's an experience you can't get from your couch. Yes. The movies, they say like, I'll, I went and I saw the, Sp- the new Spider-Man in the theater. I'll go to the movies. I don't love doing it. <laughs> and also maybe to be candid, I get distracted and usually I fall asleep for movies We've, we know that I've fallen asleep for many no-hitters and it's <laughs> breaking news in my lifetime. So I'm just the type of person who will doze off too. So maybe that's part of it. I don't know. That's so funny. <laughs> so I actually – the hype for Barbie is real. I was excited about it, but their marketing has just been incredible. So good. And when I saw Mission Impossible, since we went so late last Thursday because it was the only time we could go before Mission Impossible left 4D, it was like – People were coming in for Barbie's oh. midnight showing or whatever the night before. And so I sprung for the Barbie souvenir popcorn tin. And no way. How much did that run you? Souvenir cup. Oh, my God. Wait. Okay. Another question about the movies. Were you the type of person who would go to the movies as a kid, get your soda, get your big Slurpee or whatever, get the bunch of crunch, get the popcorn, the whole thing? Or were you yes. just straight up, oh, you were? No, answer, answered already. All The whole nine, you're doing all of it. Butter on the popcorn, yeah, what about you? 
my dad would take us to the movies and God bless the man, but he's a cheap man. He'd be <laughs> like, we're, you want a snack? Bring it in. We're not, we're not, we're not buying all this stuff. That, no. that was my dad. So we never, so whenever, even now, if I do go to the movies, I don't need the popcorn. I don't want the soda. <gasps> it's fine. I'm just going to sit and watch the movie. If I want a snack, I'll bring it. But I think that was because my dad no way it is expensive at the movie theater it's so stupid expensive it It literally it's like one of those things where they just kind of it it's almost like you know when you go to an amusement park or a sporting event yes it's like they pretty much you're held hostage if you're hungry you gotta pay if they want to charge $14 $14 for a bottled water, you have to pay it if you That's want true. water. True. So it's kind of like that situation, but I approve of sneaking candy into the movie okay. theater, but nothing it beats the bad. movie theater popcorn. It feels bad when you do it. You're like, mm. yeah, no, it totally I'm, does. I'm a very follow the rules kind of gal. So when I would sneak candy in, I felt like such a, you know, <laughs> badass so but but nothing in. beats the movie theater popcorn you can't get that experience anywhere else actually during covid uh some movie theaters were just selling the popcorn that it's just to, to still be making money during during covid obviously and i i heard about that and so i was like is that a thing you can do just go to the movie theater and buy popcorn and so i, I did so. it I did it, like, not during full lockdown, but just whenever movie theaters were back open. Austin and I just went and no bought way. movie theater popcorn and went home and watched a movie at home. Wait, that's, that is criminal. That that's is like, that's like the reverse of yeah. sneaking your own snack into the theater. You went there to buy it. it that's funny. I yes. like that. <laughs> oh, yes. And it was amazing. But, yeah, yeah, so I'm seeing I'm seeing Oppenheimer actually in IMAX nice. on – Saturday in the afternoon and then taking a little bit of a break and going back and seeing Barbie. So very excited. Not seeing Barbie in IMAX though. That would be wild. That would be wild. I'm excited to hear what your thoughts are on both movies. They've been saying that you can hear the time when the atomic bomb goes off in Oppenheimer if you're sitting and watching Barbie in a different (laughs) same like movie complex. No way. So I don't know. I'll let you know. Yes, please let me know. Yeah, and then Charlotte will wait six months and see them for herself. Yeah, I'll see it late. I'm always late to the party. Whatever. I'll I'll stay away from spoilers. As we mentioned last week, the Women's World Cup is back. The defending champions, U.S. Women's National Team, are back at it again. And we have a locker room lady that is very fitting for the soccer theme that we have the next couple of weeks. And then we'll give you a little update on how our U.S. Women's National Team girlies are doing. Yes, Maddie, Casey Fair. She is the youngest player ever in World Cup history. This just happened the other day. She is a New Jersey native. She just turned 16 years old about 20-something days ago. So she's a fresh 16. Just In New Jersey, you're just getting your permit. Somehow, it feels like 85% of the locker room ladies that Charlotte introduces (laughs) just happen to be from Jersey somehow, (laughs) some way, but... (laughs) I'm I'm like, let's highlight a woman in sports, and let's also highlight the state of New Jersey. Yes, Charlotte looks up, like, New Jersey (laughs) women's sports records, and then is like, where are they now? (laughs) My history on my safari. 
But also 16 is insane. Insane. So she also made history when she joined the South Korea national team. She was the first multiracial player on that team. So that was, I mean, she came in hot, already making history. So it was exciting to watch her make some more on a World Cup stage. I just think that's so wild. Like you just said, you're just getting your permit at 16 in New Jersey. And not only is she eligible for her driver's permit now, but 26 days after she turned 16, she came in to the 78th minute as a sub in South Korea's 2-0 loss to Colombia in the freaking World Cup. That's wild. Not only to have made the team, but to actually take the field as a 16-year-old. I mean, some of these ladies could probably quite literally almost be her mom. Yes. Yeah. I mean, we've, we've talked about really young soccer players specifically before, and we're seeing a lot of that new generation mm-hmm. in the World Cup. So that's exciting to see. If you're interested in watching more of the New Jersey native, she will be playing, well, hopefully she'll be playing again um, when South Korea takes on Morocco on Sunday. So I know you guys aren't watching football yet. So tune into the World Cup because it's happening. We're watching football. We're watching football with the accent <laughs> Football. As for our U.S. girlies, they won their first match against Vietnam 3-0 and unfortunately finished in a draw with the Netherlands, which is a little heartbreaking because the Netherlands is the team that they faced off against in the World Cup final in 2019, which of course they won and became world champions. Uh, So... It was a highly anticipated rematch, and I think probably both sides were a little bit disappointed with the with the results of that. I think it's oh, yeah. insane that you can tie in soccer. No, I've always thought that's crazy. It is. And maybe I don't understand that concept as well as maybe I could, but it's so anticlimactic to me. I hate it. I want someone to win. Just keep playing. Keep going. We've I, talked about winner. this <laughs> in football, how the NFL allows you to yeah. tie. We both think that's crazy in the NFL too. But I just – we see it more in soccer, I guess. Yeah, you do. Tying is, is very common. I think that's probably the, one of the most commonly tied in sports. I don't know if that's even a thing. But it that's just something you associate. Like a draw right. is – soccer but I I see that being allowed see I'm not a fan of the tie in the NFL but I'm like okay whatever it's the the regular season like twist my arm fine you can keep the ties I guess commissioner I'll allow it but (laughs) (laughs) in soccer I, I it's part of the game same thing okay but at least in the NFL when you get to the playoffs you can't tie and it doesn't it feel like the World Cup is just playoffs? It's the biggest stage ever. How can you tie in the World Cup? Interesting. So now as a podcast, as a duo, Maddie and I have now revamped the sport of golf. I'm pretty sure we've revamped <laughs> the sport of football, baseball, and now women's soccer. No soccer. Well, actually, soccer. No more ties. Get out. No more Get them out of here. Get the no ties out. Too. Get them out. I think, okay, so if you're not just going to let them keep playing, I think we should do what I had said. Not what I had said, but something fun. Remember how I said I think for football, instead of a tie after the two overtimes or whatever, you should just have 
a kickoff. Yes, a kickoff. The both kickers stand at the same yard line and just take turns kicking and then stepping back five yards until one of them misses. And then you lose. That was a while ago. This could easily be translated to soccer, like easily. Yes, 100%. It's free kicks and you just keep backing up until someone misses. You just keep backing up. So instead of the kickoff in soccer, they already have PKs, which we saw the men's team, Argentina, beat France in the men's World Cup final in November or December, whenever that was, on PKs. So they have a solution. They have the tiebreaker readily available. I don't understand why they can't just go to PKs in all of the because it's not even a regular season game. It's the World Cup. Every game matters. So I feel yes. like they should go to PKs at least once. Just go to them once. And then, okay, if you still want to tie, I'll allow it. Again, I'll allow it, Commissioner. Uh, I approve. I'll sign off. But I guess it's kind of a little bit of an incentive to win. Because if you end in a draw, I mean, look at the all of mm. the different criteria for the United States. Now they, in order to move on, they have to, you know, do all the other teams. Their fate is in the hands of other teams. So if you win, you're solid. You're good. But if you draw, you might not be good. Ooh, okay. New perspective. Yeah. Don't nice hate fun. it as much <laughs> when you put it like that. Yes, but, but... I still don't love it. I want a winner. Yeah. No one likes a draw. But it's it's – didn't we say something last week about a deal is like when both sides feel like they lost? Yes. A draw. That's is what a draw when is. When both sides feel like they lost. Thank you. Love that. Yes. Totally. I agree. So speaking of feeling like they lost, they kind of did in a way, like Charlotte said, there's the incentive to win. So because they didn't win, they have to either win or draw with Portugal to ensure their spot in the knockout round. And if they lose against Portugal, the women's team, the Americans could be going home after the group stage for the first time ever at the World Cup, which started in 1991, which is crazy that they've never gone home after the group stage. That's because the U.S. women's national team kicks ass, pun intended. They are so strong. They're so solid. We're going to have to watch on Tuesday to see what happens, but I'm rooting for them. And of course, now I'm rooting for our new locker room lady, Casey Fair, as well. So Yes. And also another tidbit, the uh, U.S. national team does have the tiebreaker against the Netherlands because they've currently, they currently have the tiebreaker because so far in their first two matches, they've scored more goals combined than the Netherlands has in their first two matches. So that makes sense. But obviously everything can change. They basically just have to win. If they want to if they want to advance, they have to win, pretty much. Ideally. If they want to be win. safe. We'll see what happens. Maddie, let's talk a different football than the one we were just mentioning. Let's talk NFL. We've got to get into this. It's almost a continuation of last week's episode. If you haven't listened to it, go back and listen. Maddie and I really attempted to break this down and give our perspectives on this running back debate. It is probably not as big of a debate as the Barbie Oppenheimer debate, but it still requires a little bit of time here on the Locker Room Ladies podcast. Speaking of debate, Saquon took debate. He sure did. He sure did. And I have some 
on this, Maddie. So we know, like I said, go listen to the other last week's episode and then come back here to this spot in the podcast on today because just you need the background. And if you know it, then follow along. <laughs> in, in March, the Giants placed their franchise tag on Saquon Barkley worth $10.1 million for 2023. In April, the Giants reportedly offered him a long-term deal worth 14 mil per season. Unsure of the term, of how long, this is all reports. But then, as we know, they, do, they didn't agree to a deal back last week. But then, and like I said in the beginning of this podcast, most of the time I'm sleeping through all these big sports announcements. I wake up in the morning, I'm rubbing my eyes and... Before I turn over to fall back asleep for another five minutes, Andrew goes, Giants signed the deal with Saquon. And I'm thinking in my head, oh, yay, good. I didn't, I I don't know, I think I go, how much? And he goes, 11 mil. And I was like, nice. I fell back asleep for another five minutes and I wake up again. (laughs) And I'm like, hang on. That's less than the reported amount back in April. I'm confused. Was he just, was... My initial reaction was, yes, I'm glad we got Saquon. We need him. As Daniel Jones said after at training camp, after all this happened, he is a good leader. He's a great teammate, and he's a kick-ass player. And I'm excited. But then I started to think, wait a second. Saquon Barkley was just the spokesperson for the running back position, championing for their rights, and now all of a sudden he takes the bait? However, I don't think he wanted that role. No, I think that was kind of forced upon him. I don't think he was like leading the charge against change the running back market. I feel like Saquon kind of just got thrust into that position because he was one of the big blockbuster names okay, perhaps. in this offseason that was dealing with the franchise chat tag drama that we saw a couple years ago with Le'Veon perhaps. Bell, which of course ended very differently than yeah. so far this Saquon saga has. Yes. But here I am. I go to that initial woohoo thought, and then I'm like, wait, didn't he just champion for all these guys? And perhaps, yes, he maybe got thrust into that role and didn't want it. And you know what? I am, you bring up Le'Veon Bell. I am glad that he took this deal because it says, I'm here to win. It's not about the money. And that's why I'm here. So just to clarify, it is still the franchise tag. It's just essentially the same initial 10.1 deal that they offered him with 2 million upfront and a little bit more um, that he can get on incentives. So it adds up to up to 11 million, but the face value is still like that initial franchise tag. So he's still technically signed the franchise tag and could potentially be franchise tagged again next year. But I think Saquon said it best himself. He had an epiphany and just wanted to play. Didn't want to you know sit out and watch the Giants suffer because yes. he wasn't on the field and just wanted to ultimately move forward yes. and, and get back on the field. I respect the hell out of that. At Me first, too. Again, I was like, yay, we signed him. And then I got a little angry at him. These are the emotions of a New York sports <laughs> The but seven stages. The seven stages of, of, of grief. We had that. What was it? The seven stages. Stages of trade deadline or something. Yes, Yes. no, it's serious. I went through all the stages and I finally landed on, I'm glad that we have a guy, a leader, a captain on this team who wants to play this badly. 
because he wants to be there and he's going to go out there and give it his all because he wants more money next year. So happy for you, Saquon. Thank you for taking that deal. (laughs) I like it. I also just think that just at the very basis of sportsmanship, we talked about it. We both agree that running backs deserve more money compared to their counterparts like wide receivers and other players on the field. But at the end of the day, these guys are making millions and millions of dollars. So to just sit out because you feel like you could get a couple more million is kind of wild to me just from a team and sportsman perspective. So I also respect that he decided to move forward with the Giants. Of course, because he's taking the franchise tag, there is a chance that this could repeat this situation next year. And we might see some more back and forths and it could end differently. So we don't know. But I think ultimately he is betting on himself and saying, hey, I'm going to go out and have a great season. We made the playoffs last year. We won a playoff game last year. We have a good team. We can do this. Let's take it further. Let's see what we can do. And ultimately kick some ass out there and then see if you can get a better deal next year. And I respect it. I respect it too. Maddie, training camps have begun. These deals (laughs) that are being thrown around is insane. Justin Herbert's deal is crazy. I'm waiting to see what else comes out and what other money these guys are getting. It's it's actually unfathomable, the amount of money. Really, I cannot comprehend these numbers. And we all know how I am with numbers. So insane. Joe Burrow, he suffered an injury today. If you guys are listening to this. Uh, We're recording on a Thursday, so this is a real Locker Room Ladies Thursday, and it just happened this afternoon at training camp. Thankfully, it looks like he's going to be okay, but I never like to see a guy go down on the field Mm -hmm. like that. It scares me. This is why I'm afraid to let my children – I am praying that the day never comes where my child comes up to me and says, Mom, can I play football? Because it scares (sighs) me. I respect the hell out of these guys. They put their lives on the line for this sport. So thankfully, Joe Burrow seems like he's going to be all right. Also, a little bit of history there. Joe Burrow obviously was sidelined with his ACL injury uh, two years ago in the 2021 season. So it looks like it's a calf strain, but anything on that leg is going to be a little bit a little scary for everyone involved because yeah. you never know and you never want to see someone, especially for his own sake, just knowing what that's like to be injured and have to sit out, that is never fun for anyone. And obviously wishing him the best health-wise. Jamar Chase seems to think he's going to be okay, so wishing him the best. Maddie, whenever anybody brings up Jamar Chase now, I just think about my fantasy football team. I don't know if there's a specific player who was on your fantasy football roster who you have a special place in your heart for, but that gets me thinking. We have fantasy football coming up. The Locker Room Ladies Fantasy Football League is going for year two. If you're, by the way, if you're listening and you want to be a part of it, let me know. Let Maddie know. DM me. Text me. You have my number. Text Maddie. Actually, please do. Anyone listening right now, if you want to join our fantasy league, reach out. We're figuring that out right now. Last year, we were a little last minute, so we'd like to do this more timely fashion this season but buckle up because the locker room ladies league is a fun time no it's legit it seriously is (laughs) we need to come up maddie with a better loser situation for the loser 
a and punishment. you need to come up with a punishment. Thank you. I don't know. A loser situation for the loser. That trade that <laughs> um, And we need to come up with a better incentive to win. I forget. What was it this year? Did we? Ha- I think they just got the money that we put yeah. like 10 bucks in. Yeah. yeah, it was like a $200 pot. So this year, I think we should have higher... Higher stakes. Yeah, higher upfront cost. Maybe don't do winner takes all. Maybe do some tiers. Love this. We'll, yes. we'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. I, I'm going to do a remain. quick draft. Also, I want this draft to be a Zoom. Everybody's in it. We're yes. All, like, I'm serious this year. We're really doing this. I felt so, like, I wished that we were on Zoom last year for the draft. I'm, like, doing it. I'm waiting my turn. Yeah. I think we were on the phone, maybe. We need to schedule the draft ahead of time too. So get ready. So reach out to us this week because we're going to make some moves. It's happening. Anyway, in other football news, Colorado, we cannot miss this. Colorado is leaving the Pac-12. I'm, this is a big deal. Maddie calls this the coach prime effect, the Deion Sanders effect. Yes, the Deion Sanders effect. This is a big deal because this is setting an insane precedent. New coach comes in and he gets his team the hell out of the conference they're in. I don't know how I feel about it. I already Ooh. kind of – we saw this I, – I feel like this is the crumbling of the Ooh. conferences for college football. I, I think that Texas and Oklahoma kind of started – chipping away at it last season with all the drama and how they wanted to join the SEC. And now Colorado is leaving the Pac-12 and they're going to go to the Big 12. And and it's just, we're seeing this, but it's up to the teams, which is, which is weird. It's not like the NCAA is saying, Hey, we're going to restructure things. The teams are just saying, we don't want to play these teams. We want to play those teams. And people are just going along with it. So I don't know. I don't really know how I feel about it. I think it's a, like, is a, are we eventually going to have like a super a power five go down to like a power four and maybe a conference like Pac-12 just kind of becomes irrelevant because all the, the teams that were competing just jump ship. Is that what's going to happen? Or is it just essentially – the SEC is the only conference that matters even more so than people like to think now. I don't know. So I don't know how I feel about it. I think we have to kind of want to see how it plays out once those new alignments actually go into effect Mm -hmm. in the next couple of years. But I don't know. It feels weird. Not sure about it because I also feel like it kind of widens the gap between conferences that are all – supposedly power five schools. And we've already seen the SEC kind of being like, oh, well, it's always going to be a team from the SEC and there's always going to be a team from the Big Ten in it. And being a fan of an ACC team, people kind of don't give the ACC as much respect as they, they once had. Absolutely. So I, I don't know how I feel about it. I'm not like a huge fan of this, the way things are going this. Hmm. But I don't know. I'm not, not like super – I'm not hard against it yet, but okay. I don't love it. So I'm, I'm a little uneasy about what's happening here. So we'll see. You're being see. cautious. That's fine. Yes. I wonder what this means for a Miami. Like you said, the ACC is just not what it used to be. So, I mean, a team like Miami, they always want to come in and like be the big shots. And like I love that about the Miami Hurricanes. So I would not be surprised. And there's been rumors that they want to leave the ACC and go someplace else. So 
they sure they sure they really need to get their stuff together or they would not make it in a conference like the SEC. I mean, that would be scary for everybody. Every Miami yeah. Hurricane fan. We anyway, shall see. We shall Only see. time will tell. Maddie, I have a question for you. It's this is a big deal. This one really is a big deal. This is like the day of the question for the podcast. I don't know if you've seen this. And I am half joking saying these things, by the way. I don't want people to think I'm fully serious. But the United States government has just announced the existence of aliens. <laughs> Colorado's going to the Big 12. We have a 16-year-old playing in the World Cup. And there are aliens. So this is a real Your main headlines. Okay. So my question to you is, actually, I have a couple. <laughs> So okay. what athletes, we were having this conversation over dinner. My friend Jake said, what athletes are aliens? Some athletes are just like otherworldly. And so we started to go down a list of what athletes we think might secretly be aliens. So you texted me this with no <laughs> context and honestly didn't give it much thought because you said you'll explain on the podcast, but... I did quickly, just along the lines of NFL, come up with a few names off the top of my head. And I will say, Mike Tomlin, I think actually already last year, confirmed that TJ Watt is indeed (sighs) an alien. So I have to go with TJ Watt because we got insider info on that one. And then obviously Tom Brady because he was playing. Oh, yeah. He's an alien. That man is an alien. 45 years old, absolutely unreal. Yes. Never had a strawberry. Don't understand it. And then <laughs> I think you I think you got to go Patrick Mahomes because Yeah, he could be, but I could also be convinced against his alien tendencies. He's he might not be from Mars. I don't know. Quarterback has me like, "Whoa, dude." Hmm, interesting. <laughs> alien. Okay, you know who is an alien? Angel Reese is an alien. Mm-hmm. She's otherworldly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Michael Phelps, alien. He is not human. He's alien. Jimmy Butler, alien. Those are the ones that we ca- I came up with, you know, top of the head, you know. Those are the aliens, the athletes who are actually aliens. And when and if these UFOs ever come to watch a sporting event, they will feel familiar when they're watching these athletes because they're aliens they're otherworldly they're so tremendous you either get it or you don't you know what I mean Andrew the other or earlier he was asking me to explain what I meant by this and I said you don't get it then you just either get it or you I don't. also think Caitlin Clark yes she's an alien Sabrina Ionescu alien we could go on Serena Williams Serena Williams yeah okay she could be an alien yeah no no yeah. not yeah <laughs> yes Okay, wait, who else? Are there any more? Messi. Messi's an alien. Yes, he so is. He is. I'm just saying, the existence of aliens in the There's United some recency bias in this conversation, but if I, I think if we really, really took the time to compile a list, there would be – we could really curate it. Yes. And then, okay, my next question before we go insane on this one, because we could really just spend an entire episode just talking about who are aliens. Um, what sport? Aliens come to Earth 
and they're, you know, experiencing human life, what sporting event do you think they're going to go to and actually enjoy? Water polo. Water polo. That was a quick answer. Why water polo? I don't know. I actually <laughs> – that that question, you didn't actually even give me that one beforehand. So I don't know where the hell that came from because I don't even think I've ever watched water polo fully. Yeah, um, good, but quick- something about it being played in the water – and this mixture yeah like this mixture of land and water sports i feel like maybe they would like because we don't know that aliens don't live underwater we don't know what they we don't know the situation there so i think maybe that one might make them feel the most at home (laughs) because i think i understand water polo the least so i think maybe aliens would understand it the most they are so good for that. I, think- <laughs> I don't know why I answered that so quickly. What's yours? <laughs> you have that ready. You were just waiting. No, but I didn't asking. even know the question. I knew the first question no, of that asked- one. I just thought of this question as we were doing this segment. My guess is pickleball because it's the new oh. thing. Everybody's into it. I think the aliens are like modern species. They're excited about this. So I think pickleball. Okay. Yeah. That's my answer. Anyway, all right. We'll have to ask them if they ever, you know, touch down on planet Earth. I don't know, but again, guys, the halfway joking here. I don't know if I don't know what's going on, but it's very fascinating to me, and it's very silly. So if it's silly, I'm taking it and running with it. Maybe instead of quarterback, we'll get aliens next year. Netflix, are you listening? And not even a scripted show. I know that there's a lot of protests and stuff going on we stand with them and support them so we need some unscripted television aliens is the new unscripted show it's gonna be reality pay the writers pay them their fair wage and on that note maddie (laughs) we're no aliens so we've got to get to bed we will catch you guys 